Have fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft this summer? Don't miss Locked On's Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to Twitter at Locked On Network. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. It's a Monday edition of the show, and it's the first time, guys, we're on YouTube. So for those of you out there watching, you can see our beautiful Italian mugs now, Gino. (laughs) It's awesome. Now we're doing audio Monday through Friday. Subscribe on any podcast platform that you listen to the shows. It could be Apple, Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, you name it. And Gino, now, man, we're on YouTube video full-time Every show we have is also going to be in video form, which is really, really exciting right before the season starts. Yeah, you can see how Italian we are. I have my horn on currently, of course, <laughs> representing the culture. You it's know. the eyebrows, Gino, I think. <laughs> yes, really sir, a little, little bushiness as <laughs> Not well. Not to mention these last names at the bottom of our screen. No, it's going to be great. To, you could see our reactions live now, and I love the the live draft show we do every year. Oh, and the Devontae, Devontae Smith, Smith reaction. I, I think it's top of the charts, and – we're actually getting to see a little bit of those draft rewards pay off here in camp, and it's been a good couple of days. And today they got into those inter-squad practices with the Patriots. And, hey, it's good to see when your team comes out on top when they actually go out there and start hitting guys in other jerseys and start yeah. throwing the ball against guys like J.C. Jackson, seeing the Quez Watkinses of the world and Jalen Rager's making play today. It was good to see, and we're cruising right along. I mean – what, 17 days into camp already, yep. and we're only a few short days away or a few short hours here from the first official cutdowns to 85. Then they'll have the cutdowns to 80 the following week, and then we'll be at 53 before we know it. And the evaluation season is ever going here in Philadelphia, and they just made a couple moves yesterday. Um, and now we have a couple more guys to evaluate here in Philly. Yeah, Gino, we're going to get into all the takeaways from today's joint practice between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. And it's kind of funny, man. I was watching, following along on Twitter, and you just you see the guys going at it. And they definitely, like you said, I'm sure they love going up against other guys, right? Finally getting to hit another team because, you know, all summer you've been hitting the same teammates, which is mm-hmm. big. But so that's obviously one obvious takeaway you always get into at this time of year with the joint practices. Except for last year, of course, with COVID, you didn't have any of this kind of stuff. But the other thing I was looking at, man, is just these two teams, three, a little over three years ago, were playing in a historically good Super Bowl. Really, the last good one there has been, when you think about it, that was the Mm. last good Super Bowl. And you look at how the rosters look now in comparison to then, the NFL really does stand for not for long. I mean, it's crazy how different these two teams are three years later in the Patriots, they were one of the biggest dynasties, if not the biggest one of all time in NFL history. And even that was only a two man dynasty. The NFL, it is ever changing. And these two teams, you saw it today. Perfect example of that. Yeah. I really believe the NFL is in three year cycles. Now, if you look at every other position outside of the quarterback, a lot of these deals 
you look here in Philly, especially when they signed Javon Hargrave last year, a kid who's just coming off of his first deal, usually would probably get a six, seven-year contract. He's only getting a guaranteed two-year deal and then that third with the option. So, I mean, a lot of these deals are going into these three-year cycles, and I, I think it's bang on, Lou. You look at Philadelphia and you look at the Patriots, two teams that were at the hierarchy, the very upper echelon of right. the league. Right behind the Patriots for a couple of years, the Eagles were right there behind them in uh, playoff wins when they yep. went on that run to win the Super Bowl, and then the year follow the year couple of years following that. And now you're sitting here and saying, okay, two teams that are kind of in that rebuild retool stage, can they get it done now with a different looking core? And I would say both teams. You look at the young talent that they're acquiring it really is moving in a direction where even guys like Bill Belichick are kind of changing the ways that they develop teams and how they put mm -hmm. together a 53-man roster. And I think you're seeing that here in Philadelphia. Look at the wide receiver group, Lou. It's not these big guys that are just going up and winning 50-50 balls like the Alshon Jeffries of the world. We're seeing guys get a couple yards of separation at the top of their break points, and they're right. winning right off of the bat at the line of scrimmage and even at the linebacker position, you're just seeing guys get younger, get faster. You have to be able to chase down some of these elite running backs of the world, covering them in space. And there was a clip that our friend Marcus Mosier had tweeted out from Lockdown Cowboys the other day. And it was a clip of their preseason game. And it was Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. And Jalen Smith is the will linebacker closest to the play. Right and LVE beats him from the middle of the field to the sideline. And Marcus Mosier said, man, Jalen Smith just can't run. And that's what today's NFL is. If you can't run, which we have seen many cornerbacks here in Philadelphia, Bradley Fletcher, Kerry Williams, for the other example. Guy on the opposite side of the field for the Patriots today, Jalen Mills. Yeah. If you don't have the foot speed in the NFL, especially in today's modern game, it is going to be tough to work in this league. And I think it's ever more evident that when guys that were so stuck in their ways, like the Howie Rosemans of the world, the Bill Belichick's, a lot of these really good developers at the player personnel areas of, of the football are starting to change their philosophy and for the better. And I really am kind of enlightened and uh, I have a little bit of an epiphany here that Philadelphia is moving in that right direction. Lou. Like for a couple of years, we were, just saying, okay, how are they going to adapt with this team? How are they going to adapt mm -hmm. with the core? And the core kind of just stayed with the way of the middle 2000s. And Could you argue that the Patriots might be doing a little bit of the same thing this Absolutely. year? Kind of like they remind me of what the Eagles were doing last year, where mm -hmm. they probably should be rebuilding even further than they were, whereas there is that kind of that fine line between a retooling and a rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I look at the Patriots this year. I look at how much money Bill Belichick spent in free agency, which he normally does not do. He spent a ton of money shelling out for, you know, Jalen Mills, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, running it back with Cam Newton, even though they drafted Mac Jones in the first round, that didn't scream rebuild like the 49ers mm -hmm. going after Trey Lance. It does give me 2020 Eagles vibes kind of. And it just seems like these teams are the Eagles are one year ahead in the process, kind of learning where they were at, especially last year was obviously the wake up call winning only four games. Yeah. I really think you can learn a lot from every team around the league and it is very cyclical. And especially now you would say that, a lot of these teams that are winning are coming off of developing a very young corner quarterback, for example, and building a team around a rookie contract. And 
you're right. I mean, as much as the Patriots are going that way now with Tom Brady being out, they draft Mac Jones, they still are under, I would say, that onus of being in the right. middle of what do we do? And here Maybe in Philadelphia, part of it is that Brady won the Super Bowl. Maybe Belichick yeah, right? a little fire under there. I don't know. That's I think it's part of the motivation. That's a, that's a very fair way to look at it. But here in Philadelphia, you talk about the idea of getting the fire lit under you. Howie Roseman had that same fire underneath him for the last two years here in Philadelphia. And now we're looking at this roster, Lou. Jordan Maialata, a, a gem of a find in the draft. Quez Watkins, same type of thing. Eric, like Eric Wilson in practice has been finally looking like he found a linebacker that might actually make it through camp this year and be somebody that plays on Sundays. And now we're looking at the cornerback position, Lou. Two guys that can run, two guys that can play press man, two guys that really fit that go get a mentality, that attack the other side mentality. And I believe that the NFL is a very simple sport, but at the same time, very complicated. But when you get down to the root, when Howie Roseman went into that room and he wrote down those three things that he gave to Andy Weidel, I think it really comes down to that. Can they play? Can they run? And do they love football? And when you hear Nick Sariani talk, it's can these guys respond to the criticism like we've seen from Jalen Rager. And part of that is loving the game enough to want to push yourself to that next level where we come from Doug Peterson, who really kind of was set in his ways. I believe Nick Sariani kind of is making these guys go out of their comfort zone a little bit, which is pushing them to really tap into their potential. And we always have heard it's, it's very on par that we're practicing the Patriots, like playing quote unquote, the Patriot way. People say it's not fun, but what does it do? It wins yep. you football games. And that's really what it comes down to. They do the hard stuff while they're there Monday through Saturday doing everything they have to do. And just seeing the little bit of development, seeing how these guys are responding to coaching, seeing how the coaches are interacting with the players. Right now, you have to look at this last batch of coaching hires, Lou, and say Nick Sariani has really clicked with his team in, in a fast manner. And you're looking at a bunch of these other teams like the young New York Jets with Robert Sala still trying to figure out his way. It really seems like Nick Sariani is, has his team on a path that they all seem to be on board with and all seem to be following. And I'm, yeah, look, I'm right there with them. Yeah. They look disciplined. They look mm-hmm. really structured. I, I don't know who it was the other day, but they said that preseason game, the Eagles looked the most collected in a first game of like a first new era Absolutely. of Eagles football compared to Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, even Andy Reid, it was like they looked really well put together, prepared. And against the Patriots, like you said, that's a great test because New England is always prepared. There's even a saying Mm -hmm. for it, the Patriot way. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into all the takeaways from the practice. You mentioned a couple of the guys that really shined. Quez Watkins, again, it was a big day for the young wide receivers against a very good New England Patriots secondary. The one-on-ones were a lot of fun to follow. But yeah, just last thing again on this just NFL, you know, standing for not for long. It's just crazy. Again, three years ago in that Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. Jalen Mills and Nelson Aguilar for as up and down and as chaotic as their careers were with the Eagles and as unliked as they are, I think, through the majority of Eagles fans, or at least the majority of their tenure with Philly, in that game, Jalen Mills was the best defensive back they had, I think. The way he played corner, I just mean in that game, he played Mm -hmm. really well on Rob Gronkowski, and we all know how well Nelson Aguilar did in that Super Bowl with nine catches and how they're on the other side. So, you know, two key components of that win are now with New England, and yeah, it's just the NFL. It's crazy. The Eagles are in a full-blown rebuild now. The Patriots are in a retooling. And 
three years ago, we were saying these are going to be two of the top teams for a very long time. And now, I don't know, the majority of people probably don't predict them to make the playoffs even. I mean, I think both are going to contend, but I think the majority would probably keep them both out. Yeah, I would say for for a large majority of fans that they're not mm-hmm. looking at these two teams as teams that are really going to make waves this year. But I, I look at both rosters, and you know my feelings on how they have drafted in, in New England, drafting guys like Kyle Duggar, uh, Josh Uche, Chase Winovich, guys that I really have liked and have come out of college and fit into that system. And you're talking about those guys, not the Rob Nikoviches of the world, not these guys that were – the key piece to the Patriots for quite some time. And you're even seeing that Lou, like some of these older free agents that are out there. I mean, guys like Elshon Jeffrey still don't have a job and you're looking at them and it's like, okay, is this just a young man's game now? Is it just going to be, we'd rather take a chance on a young undrafted free agent who might give us more than one of these veterans that we really know what they are. And it is not for long because if you don't know how to adapt and you only have one or two good skill sets, the NFL is going to go by you because you can't just be set in your ways. You have to be willing to learn, be willing to adapt your body. I think when you look at Brady and when you look at guys like Drew Brees, how they threw the ball throughout the entirety of their career had evolved vastly, I would say. And a lot of those guys changed the way they approached the game and you look at it. And if you don't do that, you're going to be one of the statistics that you're out of the league within three years, like a majority of these players are. Yeah, very well said, Gino. And I want to dive deep into this joint practice that happened today at the Novacare Complex between the Eagles and the Patriots. Coming up next, right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's basically a candy bar in protein bar form. It's Built Bar, and they've got a flavor for everybody. Nine delicious ones. If you like coconut, they've got coconut and coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Again, something for everybody. They're delicious, soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. But again, it's a healthy alternative. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories in every bar, and only four grams of sugar. Best of all, I can get you 15% off today at BuiltBar.com on your first order when you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Gino, let's next get into the details of this joint practice between the Eagles and Patriots at the NovaCare Complex. And I would say, I don't know, I feel like throughout training camp, it's been a more inconsistent camp for the offense as opposed to the defense. I, I, feel, I feel like that is par for the course though, especially defenses start faster throughout mm-hmm. camp. The Eagles, especially their defensive unit has more veterans than the offense. There's a new coach implementing a new offense. So I think it's not surprising that the defense has started off hot compared to the offense. It's been rather inconsistent, but at the same time today, the fact of the matter is they've been inconsistent today was a big bounce back. I don't even want to call it a bounce back. It was very, a very encouraging step against, again, a very well-coached defense, as it always is, with good defensive backs. To see Jalen Hurts being named as like the best quarterback by far in the field today over a former Super Bowl MVP in Joe Flacco, a former MVP in Cam Newton, a first-round pick in Mac Jones. To see Quez Watkins torching J.C. Jackson, Jalen Rager is playing well, Devontae Smith's back on the field. It was a very encouraging day for the young offense, for sure. Yeah, I I look at Jalen Hurts, and there was that report that came out a couple hours. It actually came out from a couple people that the the talk is that everybody in that building is just very attracted to Jalen Hurts as a leader 
and, and the players are following him. And I'm sure the coaching staff is absolutely in love with him. And I can't imagine a guy like Nick Sirianni who sees the pure love that Jalen Hurts has for football doesn't like his quarterback as well. And uh, Lou, I had tweeted to you about um, when he was going a little bit inconsistent in practices. I tweeted the AI gift saying that it's just practice. And a lot of these guys, I kind of said it tongue in cheek because a lot of them show up when competition is, is awry and like it's around and Jalen Hurts with what he did in those first two series of the preseason game and today, it really goes to show that maybe he's just a better player when they're going against competition. Yeah, so they, and you talked about the defense. They did a pretty good job against the Patriots today, so maybe we kind of have to tip our cap to the defense and Jonathan Gannon for really making that offense a little bit better in their own right as well. Because iron yep. sharpens iron, as the old adage says, and when you're going against – Darius Slay and Steve Nelson every day. You got to find ways to get open. You got to find ways to beat that press at the line. You got to find ways to get out of your break clean. And those guys like Rager and Quez Watkins, both who were not the best route runners coming out of college, all of a sudden look like they're all world route runners. And what Aaron Moorhead and Nick Sirianni and what a few months here have really done that. So hats off to them. And Aaron Moorhead right now should be in for position coach of the year at this point like what they're doing in the development part of their wide receivers is huge and it really stems from I believe how Nick Sariani has gotten them prepared and the whole unit Jalen Hurts offensive line how he lets Jonathan Gannon do what he wants to do on defense it really just seems like they are going to be a team that's prepared and for the longest time, we would be watching these Doug Peterson games where we're a quarter and a half through the game. All right, like, all right. Okay. I don't, I don't like this always. This complimenting Nick Sirianni and in defense. Now we're no, going I, I just like to say, time. like you have to look where you were to see where you have to go. You know, yeah. And but Doug Peterson made the playoffs three of the last I, four I totally years. Got us a Super Bowl. I, just, I don't like dragging anymore. him through it. You know? No, I'm not. Dra- I'm just saying that. I mean, this happened under Chip too in the second and third years of him and late and Andy Reid, where you're just like, okay, is this team going to come out and actually like? perform like the game's already 20 minutes through and we're still sitting here with a field goal and we're struggling to get down the field and I just want to see a team prepared knowing that they did what they had to do to get to Sunday to get to Monday whenever you are playing the game and I really do believe that this new tone that they're setting is going to be that precedent and it starts with a lot of young guys competing and especially at this wide receiver position we had talked coming out of last year's draft that Jalen Rager, mm-hmm. yeah, he should be the number one. We talked about that. But then the discussion was, can we get something out of one of the two of John Hightower and Quez right. Watkins just to be a depth player? Or even just sitting- throwing you know, the, the trade for Marquise Goodwin. You were hoping 100%. the three, you were going to get at least one of those guys to stick. Yeah, we're talking about Quez Watkins potentially oh my being the second best wide receiver on this team. The I mean, routes he had against It's a, it's a fair Jackson. discussion. It is. I, I think right now, I even put up a poll on Twitter at Lockdown Birds. You can follow us. Who has more yards this year between – I threw Travis Fulgham in there as well, but mm-hmm. Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, and then Travis Fulgham. And the majority of fans, I think it was 48% voted for Quez Watkins, 42% for Jalen Rager, a small portion for Travis Fulgham. Quez Watkins looks – again, it's not just – it was a couple weeks of training camp. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's the typical camp hype. You know, We've seen – 
the likes of, uh, you know, there's been a ton of preseason heroes. Carlton Agadosi was really good. I don't know about to this degree, though, No, but that's man. what I'm saying. It's kind of, it kept building and building, and then you saw him tear up the, the joint practice or the live mm-hmm. practice at Lincoln Financial Field, and then he tears up the Steelers with a 79-yard touchdown, nearly another 97-yarder, and then today's going up against what I thought was a damn good corner last year in J.C. Mm-hmm. Jackson, who I think led the league in interceptions. If not, he, he was did. top three. Yeah, he did. And Quez Watkins is turning him inside out like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, Rager looks good, too. He has really bounced back since that one bad week in July. But Quez just looks like I think he's well ahead of Travis Fulgham right now. And I agree, man. I think outside of Devontae Smith, this looks like your number two receiver. And, again, you're going to move him around inside and out. Smith, Rager, Watkins, they're all going to play inside and out. But Quez, just based on pure talent right now in performance, he's wide receiver two, not three. Yeah, there was a clip going around today that showed him getting bumped at the line. Oh, and uh, great he got pushed back about maybe a yard, yard and yeah. a half right off the line directly. And he just held his head up, got back into his route. Yep. He didn't stall. Didn't make like, the catch, but mm-hmm. he was he was up. He was competing. He didn't stall. He went right back in it. And there were times last year where the kid couldn't even do a curl route. And he just he just was lost out there when it came to route running and you're looking at him and Rager and saying, okay, if we can keep this sort of development track for anybody who has to run Mm -hmm. routes on this team, you're going to be able to be like a team like Pittsburgh where you're saying, Oh, where do they draft these guys? Oh, they draft them, but then they can develop them. That's that's the other part of the equation, which we really failed to talk about a bunch of the times. And Howie Roseman gets a lot of crap, but to see the development of guys like Quez, it's like, okay, he saw something in the numbers that he put up. Well, I think Howie also just saw the 4-3 speed, and that's why he was just hammering. We'll have another discussion about this. But but no, Quez Watkins really, I believe, is what you want out of every draft pick, I would say. They, They come to camp, even though they might not be the guy, and they and they win that spot. Well, it's and, the perfect. It's the perfect combo of. It's again why we preach upside so much. You take mm-hmm. a guy that has that second fastest forty time in the combine. He's got the physical abilities, and then you say, okay, we believe in our coaches to develop this talent. We're going for the ceiling, not the floor, yes. because it's always those kind of players: Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, the explosive guys that are more raw against press man coverage. Sometimes those don't those guys don't pan out the John Rosses of the world because you don't develop well. But this is the payoff when you do, and that's why I love preaching upside in the draft. You know, so much is because of this kind of payoff. It feels good when you see them put it all together. It really does, and that's why I think a lot of fans are on the side of my lotta as well because right. it's, it's the same. And Josh type Sweat of, too. Josh Sweat, yes, very fair example. Guys that. Might have went a little later than some teams had expected. Quez Watkins probably in most other drafts is a late day two pick, I would say. And you're sitting here getting talent like that in the sixth round after you drafted John Hightower right, right. before that. He wasn't that. even the first guy you took that day. He wasn't even the second guy they took at that position, Lou. And and now they have a player that we were always kind of just waiting, like who's going to step up, you know, who's going to step up. And then we're sitting here. And Danelle Ellerby is taking snaps in the Super Bowl for us, you know, and it's like, okay, we probably could have done a better, <laughs> Gita, better that's job. two Danelle Ellerby drops in two podcasts. I People love forget it. that. Like, it, I know. that is a huge part now, of this. Have you this show, baby? We're the Danelle yeah. Ellerby show. <laughs> we're we're going to bring you back all the, all the good takes, all the B-side tracks here. <laughs> that's a great we're not gonna, jersey. That's we're a not great gonna, jersey. <laughs> if I can Danelle find Ellerby. that for a dollar and a half at a Goodwill, <laughs> I might buy it. 
right now I'm sitting here looking at the team, Lou, and, and not just in terms of how they've drafted. I, I believe what they've done, especially this year in free agency too, is really going to reap rewards for them. And you look at Eric Wilson and what he has kind of done at, at the linebacker position and the idea of adding veterans at a position where you have young talent, but still being able to have players capable of winning in that system. Eric Wilson really seems to be a guy that this team hit on mm-hmm. and is going to play a fair amount of snaps. And if it was evident today that he's going to be a primary coverage type of linebacker where he made a couple plays, I think he had an interception in the end zone, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's what we've been looking for, man. And we talk about how you're going to defend the modern running back, the modern tight end. It's guys like Eric Wilson. It's linebackers that can run like Davian Taylor. And now with Alex Singleton and TJ Edwards, Davian Taylor, Sean Bradley, you have a good stable of guys that do a few things well. But now if you can have Eric Wilson truly be your every down type of guy that can play in both run and pass, it kind of allows those linebackers behind him mm-hmm. to develop some more, to develop right. in the traits that they might be lacking in because you, they're not just forced into the fire where they're sitting there with a chicken with their head cut off. They're actually in a position where they can learn. They can not really have to feel the pressure of being the guy. They're just another guy on the team. And at that position in particular, I, like cornerback, the bar has been so low that even getting a guy who's serviceable in Wilson is a win, in my opinion, because they've been just downright bad to the point where I don't remember who it was, the name of the individual they signed last year, but he was from the Chargers, and I think he ended up Oh, Jatavis Brown. Jatavis Brown, yeah. I think yep. he ended up just retiring retires, and, yeah. and not even playing in camp. And yep. You can't be having those type of band-aids. You really need somebody that's going to – provide an ace bandage for you. And it might not be exactly what you need to, to stabilize the, the whole house, but it can just be a, a nice little wedge you toss in there for, for a year until the guys get into position. And you need those bridge players at not just quarterback at every other position. And, and I think you look at the Ryan Kerrigan's of the world, the Steve Nelson's, the Anthony Harris's, all of those guys who have came in and free agent to see this year, you're going to see them with, 90 to 100% of the snaps every single week this Sunday. So get ready for a lot of these new faces, not just the young guys, to contribute. And seeing them participate well in practices today, even though it is just one day and we're not going to etch everything into stone, it's very encouraging. And not just in one-on-ones, Lou. 11-on-11, the Eagles dominated all day. I know the Patriots reporters, I follow this one Twitter account, it's called NFL Beat Writers, for anybody interested in uh, following camps. It tweets every single beat writer from every team in the league, and all the Patriots guys were very down on how their team did today. And it just goes to show that the Eagles might have came out on top, and that's a good tone to keep throughout the week and keep in the next week when you go against the Jets and then take that mentality throughout the season that you're going to compete, you're not going to be an easy team to go up against, and, hey, you might have a Bill Belichick on your sideline, but Nick Sirianni and company is not going to back down. No, absolutely not. And that starts with your quarterback in Jalen Hurts. That's why he is really winning over this locker room and I think has been winning over the locker room since he was drafted in 2020. And, Gino, I want to get deeper into that report we saw today about the players believing in Jalen Hurts being the franchise quarterback coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And, guys, today's show is sponsored by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to place all your bets 
on the NFL this season, as we said, the regular season, less than a month away. If, I know you guys think I'm the Jalen Hurts hater. If you're all in on Hurts, put your money where your mouth is. Go to betonline.ag. Vote for him to win MVP, the dark horse candidate, right? The odds are awesome. Vote for Devontae Smith to win Rookie of the Year. Get all your player props, your individual futures, everything you need at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. Head to the website or your mobile device and to sign up today, you're going to receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% off welcome bonus at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto, their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs for your base. Basically, it's your baby, right? Your car or your truck. Head to the website, rockauto.com today, and make sure you write down Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Dot com. All right, Gino, let's get into the quarterback, QB1, Jalen Hurts. And we saw the report today, and as you mentioned earlier, there were a bunch of reports. This, was, this conversation really did start when Jordan Schultz tweeted out, and I quote, there is a fast-growing sentiment among Eagles players that Jalen Hurts is undoubtedly the franchise quarterback. His work ethic, intangibles, and overall skill level have captured the entire locker room. Players I've spoken with are consistently blown away by Hurts on and off the field. And so we've talked a lot about Jalen Hurts, right? We all know, we speculate about the front office, their commitment to him. We've seen the Deshaun Watson rumors. We saw everything with the draft and with Carson Wentz, the ups and downs here with their commitment level, the coaching staff as well. But Gino, I don't think it's surprising at all to see the players are all in on Jalen. I mean, he is a leader in the purest form and he's one of the most likable players in the league. He has that, I made the comparison in May, and you saw this going around today, this comparison, where he's got that Nick Foles in him, right? That rally around me type of quality. And I think players just want to fight for this kind of player. And it's why I think, partially, they're going to be better this year than some believe. I don't know if they're going to win 10, 11 games, but I just can't see them being a top three team when it comes to a draft pick, of course, because of a lot of other reasons, but these players rally around Jalen Hurts. Will they be good enough with that? I'm not sure if Hurts is good enough talent-wise, but one thing they'll never struggle with is rallying around their quarterback, and that is so instrumental for a football team for sure. So if Hurts can put it together with the talent, you could really have something special here. Especially where we came from, I think we deserve this as Philadelphia Eagles fans, like really somebody that everybody is bought into, you know, and for a while we thought it was Wentz. And then we hear the anonymous reports that he's not a guy that really wants everybody. Hmm? (laughs) We, we literally will always go back to the Elsha anonymous every, every time we talk about my favorite joke. It's my favorite running gag. But regardless of what had happened in the past, we had looked to this team and said, who are the leaders outside of the guys, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, that we really know? And it should always be your quarterback, but not by default just because he plays a certain position, but he really has all of the qualities that a mm-hmm. franchise quarterback should have. First one in, 
last one to leave. He came from a very good program where he had a very good work ethic with a very good moral standing. And he's talked about very highly in NFL circles when it comes to his intangibles, his on the field. Yes, we have a lot to see. But when you can go out there every week and know that the guy next to him is going to want to play just as hard as Jalen Hurts is and want to make a play, and you see these times when there's drops from from guys like Zach Ertz in the preseason game, and I guarantee they went to the sideline and Jalen said, yeah, it's all right, just give me next time. And I guarantee he responded to that because that's what that's what a franchise quarterback does. He lifts up everybody around them. And I, I believe Jalen going through what, what happened with him at Alabama, really being humbled by the whole Tua experience, Great point. really only helps kind of kill that ego for a quarterback mm-hmm. to where he wants to not be – I don't think Jalen wants to be the guy. I think he wants to be a guy that everybody bonds with, but I don't think he wants to be like the star of Philadelphia and like roll out the red carpet for him. He's a guy who genuinely wants to come here and be known for what he does on the field. And I think his biggest critic is himself when it comes to the on-field portion. So now if everybody's rallying behind him, you're right, Lou. It's going to be hard to look at this team and say they're not going to be in games. They're not going to be competitive, especially in this division. I mean, every single NFC East game, you're you're never going to be able to say who wins that game. I don't. Right. I think there's very few times where you're like, okay, yep. the Eagles are downright going to win this game against. An We've NFC got predictions. We've got predictions coming up soon, and I am struggling to figure <laughs> out. Like the NFC East, it's like one day it's Washington, the next day I right. talk myself into Dallas, and then I talk myself into the Birds. And yeah, I just this is a huge factor for why I don't think this is a three, four win football mm-hmm. team. Again, I think they're more of a seven, eight win team than a right. ten or eleven, um, because again, the on the field stuff with Jalen is there's still a long way to go and. Players take it for a grain of salt. They're not always the best talent evaluators. If the Eagles would have stuck with Nick Foles after 2018, that would have been a huge mistake. But Mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. Like This is a huge, important quality in a quarterback. This kind of stuff is not to be – You know, I know I talk a lot about upside and talent, throwing ability and that kind of stuff, but this is a huge factor, Mm -hmm. especially in Philadelphia, Gino. You have to have what you just talked about, that emotional stamina maybe, that resilience of a brick wall where you just – the next play, you know, that, that short-term memory. Mm-hmm. And so, because in Philly, it can consume you. We've seen absolutely For Carson Wentz. It definitely affected him. Nelson Aguilar. It definitely affected him. Jalen Rager. It was affecting him last year in this off season. Look in basketball, Ben Simmons, 100% is affecting him. That's not Markel the reason Fultz. for, right. It's Markel Fultz. It's not the reason for these guys' downfall, but when everything's piling up performance wise, mm-hmm. and then the fan base gets on you, the media you got to be like Jalen Hurts. you got to be built that way. So he really does have – that's why I'm rooting for him. I know people think I'm not rooting for him. I want him to pan out because he's got the mentality that I think it takes to be a star in Philly. It's not for everybody, and that's why you see a lot of people wanting out. But I think Jalen, of all people, could thrive in this environment. Let's just see him throw the football consistently, and let's see it come together. The players seem to believe that it's uh, it's a go. Yeah, the the Nick Foles comparison is very good because mm-hmm. we talk about the same thing with Nick, like very inconsistent on the field. Like his highs are very good, but his lows right. are also very bad. Right. But the idea that guys, I mean, that 2017 unit rallied. I mean, they really did. They were in a 18 like, too. They were dead in the water at six uh-huh. and seven. 2017, they were in a dark place in December. I mean, mm-hmm. after Carson Wentz went down, it was uh, there was a cloud. Like there were 100 percent was who's going to take a hold of this team. Who's really going to get it and go? And it was Nick Foles. I mean, mm-hmm. he re- he really was the guiding light to that team. And 
sometimes competitive nature really can overtake talent in, in a sure. lot of different fields, sure. not just in football. And I'm the biggest critic of Josh Allen, but if you go to Buffalo, you ask any single person in Buffalo, any single player in Buffalo, mm-hmm. they love that guy and they will do anything for him. Oh yeah. And, and I think you can look at Dallas the same way with Dak and when he got injured and I guarantee that team is talking about that in camp and they're, and they're saying, man, Dak, like we got you, bro. Like if you're on the field, we can go out there and do things. And that's the discussion you want guys to have with Jalen. And I really believe that, especially coming from Bama, where you got first round draft picks to your left, first round to your right, Nick Saban, Oklahoma, too. <clears throat> Oklahoma as well. And Nick Saban's getting interviewed like he's the president of Alabama and same with Lincoln Riley. You're really humbled in knowing that you're not bigger than the sport at that point, you know, and now you're here in Philly where they want you to think that and they want you to get out of your element. And Jalen Hurts, he's the guy in rec league basketball that takes every charge. And you're just like, man, I just want this kid to stop. And he's just, you charge him again. You charge him again. He he doesn't go down. Yeah, he does the dirty work. But at the same time, he plays a very important position. And if he could take that next step, and even be a little semblance of what he was in his last two years between Alabama and Oklahoma, where he averaged around 70% completion percentage. If you could fit that offense to him and let him do what he does with his legs and Nick Sariani saying, yeah, you can't really evaluate him until you see that. We had Donovan McNabb here in Philly, man. He didn't do it all with his arm. You need guys like that that can do it in multiple ways. The best quarterbacks right now in the league, even Pat Mahomes, He's making plays with his leg. Josh Allen's making plays with his leg. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, all of these guys are going to be able to do that. Jalen Hurts really fills that mold as well. He really is a modern-style quarterback when you look at it. Like a a player who fit in a pro-style offense, fit in a spread-style offense in in Oklahoma, and now is on his fourth play caller, has really seen a lot. And he's overcome that adversity really, really well And the heart of what Philly was the last couple of years was overcoming adversity. Now can it be, let's take that adversity and create a little fire, you know, like get this team going. Like we all have chips on our shoulders. Jalen quote unquote, wasn't the guy, wasn't selected to be the guy, you know, Jalen Rager might be not the guy now that Devontae Smith is there. I'm sure he is a chip on his shoulder. Quez Watkins waiting until the sixth round to get picked. Guys like Brandon Graham and all these guys that are still. I mean, BG, in the top 100 players, he's, what, 99 or whatever it was the other day on NFL Network. You're not going to tell him or something. Yeah, you're not going to tell me that Brandon Graham, who does everything for that defense, isn't a a top 75 player in this league. And I really have seen this team from all their backgrounds really get under this one mantra – once again, that they're all they have, man. Like, people count Philly out, and right now, Lou, this is where this team wants to be. They don't want to be talked about like Dallas. Like, Dallas has all the pressure. It's how opinion. it was in 2017, you know. I right. had to go in 9-7. and seven. I didn't think they were a Super Bowl contender, you know. In my they had opinion, a quarterback at the same if time. If Dallas doesn't make but... the playoffs, if Dallas doesn't win a playoff game, like, people are going to be a little upset oh, yeah. down there in Jerry World. If we finish 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, uh, we're, we're, we can eight, nine, and seven and ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. I we'll got to get used to that, you know. But if you're sitting I'm like here, Jalen you, Hurts, I'm going to start quizzing you in the hallway at the end of the yeah, right? I know you should. I it was the, with Devonta too. You, you got you got me on Devonte <laughs> now. You got to just keep checking me on those things. But when you look at it, Lou, I think this season is going to be a win. If we look at some of those metrics, like one score games, 
how many times they pass over 300 yards, how many times their defense is able to hold a, a team under 25 points. I believe they're going to improve in a lot of those different areas. And that's why it's hard for you and I to listen to all these national pundits who don't watch this team every day and don't see these guys emerging at positions where the defense right now really should be a top 10 in the equation for a top 10 defense in this league. And the offense will see what it is. But when you have a top 10 defense that is going to hold people in an offense that you really have no idea, like Nick Sirianni said, teams have no tape. This team could come out and shock you like the 2016 Eagles did, start 3-0 and and then really get off onto a run and see where the world takes them. Because we know they're going to be prepared, like we had said. We know they're going to work hard. And with a guy like Jalen Hurts, who even if they he does get hit 15 times in a game, He's going to get up that 16th time and go and make a, make a play. And I, I really like the direction this team is going with the, the youth, the veterans they've acquired, the coaching staff. Let's see what tomorrow has to bring in practices, Lou, because if it's anything like today was, I'm going to be in just as good of a mood tomorrow as I am today. And this is really the time of year I love when you see guys make strides. You see guys win that job. That's the rewarding part of this. Seeing guys who we counted out, seeing guys who were six-round draft picks, guys that played rugby, now getting meaningful minutes to come in and play, that's what this is all about. And when they get the 53-man roster, and we're talking about Quez well into November making plays, we can look back to right now and said it started here. I agree, Gino. I and I hope that happens with Cuz Watkins. I think it's going to happen. We'll continue to follow his progress and all these players as they continue to develop here in 2021 with the Eagles preseason continuing on Thursday. Joint practices continuing tomorrow against the New England Patriots. We've got you covered all day, every day, Monday through Friday on any podcast platform. You subscribe to Lockdown Eagles. And again, we're on YouTube now, youtube.com. Subscribe to our Locked On Eagles channel. And we're always talking birds on Twitter as well. Follow us at DBLCLOE, at GC24 underscore football, at Lockdown Birds. I'm getting used to pointing everything here with the video. So I know. Bear I actually have to dress up every now and then. That's right. You know, we got to look presentable now. I can't be on with no shirt and sweatpants doing the pod yes, anymore. Sir. But uh, we hope you guys enjoy the video portions. We're going to do them every week with the audio as well. So it's exciting stuff of the season coming right around the corner, less than a month away. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles, as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.